welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. This episode is called Getting Back on Track. And the reason I picked this topic to talk about um, was because you asked for it. (laughs) Um, In my Facebook group, I put up a poll this last week asking about what you want to focus on, what are some things that you are looking for. And the majority of people who voted, voted for tips and tricks to get back on track. And kind of what that means and what that looks like for everyone might be a little bit different. But I also know it is kind of that time of year where the excitement of the new year has worn off. Maybe a lot of people set some goals or talked about some things that they wanted to do at the beginning of the year and started off strong and that slowly sizzled out. Um, Or maybe it's just that, you know, spring is coming and when spring is coming and seasons change, people usually start feeling like they want to make some changes as well. And so today's episode is getting back on track. Um, We are going to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to give you hopefully a couple of tactical things that you can do. I'm also going to share a little bit of my story with you and we'll take it from there. So getting back on track with your health and fitness goals can seem very difficult. It can seem a little overwhelming. Um, And I think as humans, we just tend to spend a lot of time looking in the past. We spend a lot of time looking back on what we were doing or things we had achieved. And it can make us feel a little bit down on ourselves. And then we start in with lots of negative self-talk, right? You've probably felt yourself or heard yourself say things like, why did I ever stop doing that? Or look where I was. And I thought I was in bad shape then, right? I see that all the time. Or the classic, like, I can never be there again, so why even bother? And again, these might some sound like some things that you've told yourself, and I've been there too. I'm still there sometimes where I look back in the past and think, man, why did I ever stop that? Or maybe I should try that again. Um, But first things first, if you're setting a new goal, the first thing you need to do is stop the negative self-talk. The could have, would have, should have done. It's not helpful to continuously remind yourself where you've been or worse, where you should be right now, right? That should word, I hate that word. (laughs) Because let's be honest, if you should be there, if you were supposed to be there, you would be, and you're not, and that's just reality. So we have to start focusing on accepting where we are at right now and where we wanna go. Because no matter where you are, whether you are like, you know, hundreds of pounds overweight, or you're somebody who's in great shape but wants to take on something different or new, um, it doesn't really matter. You have to accept where you're at, that where you're at right now is your starting point for tomorrow, right? And here's the thing about making progress to a goal. It doesn't happen overnight, and it will likely take you a lot longer than you think it should in your brain. There's that should word again, right? So if you really want something, though, you want to commit to something, you need to understand that things like losing weight, sticking to a fitness routine, creating a healthy relationship with food, all of that takes time. And when I say time, I mean like 
years, right? I don't mean like you can do this for two weeks and it'll all of a sudden become easy because it doesn't. And even for people that have been doing it for years, it's still hard. So first starting to understand that where you're at right now is okay. It's acceptable and it is reality. And then second, understanding that it's probably never going to feel easy, right? Like those people that you see that maybe are doing the things that you want to do, Maybe they're exercising every day or they have a healthy relationship with food or they're able to avoid alcohol in social situations and that's a goal of yours. Know that it's not easy for them, even though they've been doing it for a long time. I'll tell you I have this conversation over and over every week um, at the gym where I work is people saying, you know, I've been doing this for years and it's still hard or when does it get easier? The truth is it doesn't. Some days are just going to be hard and you have to do it anyways, right? That's that point of commitment. If if it were easy, everyone would do it. If it were easy to lose the weight, everyone would be able to lose the weight. If it were easy to eat really healthy all the time or the way that you would want to eat, everyone would be doing it, right? So the point is, it's going to be hard. So taking that outlook at it and think, you know, this is probably going to be tough and I need to commit to it for years, right? Um, Now, if you're in a place right now where you're feeling stuck or overwhelmed, I want you to look at your situation in terms of not the big picture, okay? I want you to look at the small, consistent thing or things that you can do each day. For instance, maybe you want to lose 10, 20, or 100 pounds, and that's great if that's what you feel you need to live healthier. But instead of stepping on the scale every single day and jumping in and out of fad diets and using self-criticism and negative self-talk, pick something you can start with that will make you just a little bit better each day. Something small. So maybe it's something like just always carrying a water bottle with you, or maybe it's committing to take a walk before work or on your lunch break each day, or maybe it's just adding a veggie into your dinner every evening. Pick something small and do it every single day and be consistent with it. So notice I didn't say start a whole new meal plan, work out every single day for an hour, avoid parties or social events that'll cause you to overeat or drink. No, You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to go to extremes. You simply need to pick one small thing that is easy to be consistent with and do that one thing over and over and over and over again until it's second nature. Then you pick the next thing to work on and build from there. And over time, you will notice changes start to happen. But again, I said over time. So it's not going to be like you carry a water bottle with you every day and all of a sudden you're fully hydrated and you have more energy in, you know, three days. No, that's not the way it works. In fact, if you start slamming water for the next three days, trying to hit that goal that you have only been getting half of, you're actually going to feel pretty crappy, right? So it's like if you want to be drinking 100 ounces of water every day, and right now you're only drinking 50, don't go start drinking 100 ounces tomorrow, right? That's not going to work. Your body is going to be overwhelmed. You'll probably do it for a couple of days and then fall off track. But maybe you could just commit to drinking 55 ounces tomorrow, just five extra ounces of water. That's honestly just a few sips. And can you do that every single day? And then that becomes second nature. And then you move up to 60 ounces, right? These small little incremental changes over time instead of these big, huge things, you know, um, people that say like, oh, I'm going to go 
whatever. I'm going to start this diet, whatever it is, you know. And they say, I'm going to stop eating and, and drinking all the things I already do, and I'm going to completely change it. It's doable. It is for a few days, sometimes a few weeks. Um, but over time, severely restricting yourself instead of making tiny changes, making this huge big change and changing up the whole way that you think and you eat and you behave, uh, it's unnatural, right? It's not going to feel right to your body. And eventually you're going to slowly work your bit way back into those former ways. So instead, finding these small incremental things that you can do. Now I'm going to tell a little bit of my story and use myself as an example. Um, I've never had a weight problem per se, right? Like I've never been a person that has been overweight, um, but I have been unhealthy, right? And so I was at a point where even though I enjoyed exercise, I spent years mildly committed to it, thinking I was doing enough, but I couldn't figure out why I was always tired, stressed, depressed. Um, I was also working at a job that was very demanding, a lot of hours, um, and really just kind of depressing in itself, a little a little bit soul-sucking, right? And then toward the end of like 2019, beginning of 2020, I really started just being consistent with workouts. And part of what did that for me was I did make a career change that freed up a little bit of time in my day that I was able to do it. Um, but I didn't give myself a specific goal. I didn't say I wanted to lose weight or gain weight or change my body composition or anything like that. I just wanted to exercise 30 minutes a day to feel healthy again. I just wanted to feel good again in my own body, right? So I started with home workouts because that was doable for me, right? Like that was something that I could do. I got up just a little bit earlier every morning, moved my body for 30 minutes, and eventually that started to feel like second nature to me. And it's funny because if you ask anyone that knew me before that time in my life, I have I had that conversation like I could never get up early. I can't get up early. It's the worst. Every time I've tried, it's been horrible. I'm tired all afternoon. I just can't, right? And that was what I found myself saying for years. And that was kind of I was exercising in the evening on the days that I would at like 9 p.m., right? Like I would go through my whole day working, making dinner, taking care of the kids, all that stuff put the kids to bed, and then my husband would be home and I'd leave and go to the gym then. And then that would persist this like cycle of being exhausted the next day because I'm working out way too late, can't fall asleep, poor sleep habits, you know, all of this. Um, and then, you know, one day I just said, you know, I'm just going to get up just a little bit earlier, right? I'm not going to get up an hour and a half earlier. I'm just going to get up a little bit earlier, like 10 minutes and fit in what I can. And that's what I started doing. And eventually I got to the point where I could get up early and exercise. And now I look back and laugh at myself when I was sitting there saying like, there's no possible way I can't ever do it <laughs> because I started doing it, right? And then once exercise be became a daily habit, I noticed that I needed to eat a little bit better. Now, I've always, I think, kind of relied on the fact that my weight really has never been an issue and kind of used it as an excuse to eat whatever I wanted. And in fact, as I started reading into and learning more about nutrition and behavior and psychology, I noticed that I actually had a really unhealthy relationship with food. Uh, emotional eating was definitely my thing, like binging on things that were unhealthy for me 
using that excuse of like, oh, I'm just so hungry or I deserve to eat this because I'm stressed or emotionally fatigued or I had a really hard day and all I want to do is just eat this and not feel bad about it. Um, And I did this with alcohol a little bit too. I found that I was having a drink almost every single day, not because I was choosing to, but because I was using it as a crutch for stress relief. Not that it was ever out of control, maybe one drink a night, maybe two, but it was The problem was that I thought that I needed it. Like if I don't have this glass of wine, I'm not going to be able to relax. Or if I don't eat this bag of chips, yes, bag of chips, full bag of chips, (laughs) um, that I wouldn't be able to feel good or I wouldn't be able to relax, right? Um, And I needed that food to cope. And I started to see that a lot of the issues that I was having with my health had a lot to do with this emotional attachment uh, to food. So I did the same thing I did with exercise. I started focusing on just increasing my water intake first. Um, Every day, I just kept a water bottle with me, started drinking a little more water, a little more water. And after a couple of months, I started to incorporate just more veggies into my meals, kind of these things that I already talked about. I didn't do anything overboard. I didn't start saying I needed to eat a salad every single day or stop eating bread or, you know, completely flip everything on its head. But I did just want to do something to be a little bit healthier, a little bit better for me. And eventually, the combination of moving my body more, hydrating properly, getting a little bit more of what my body needed from some better choices of foods, and of course, my career change, which I know isn't always available to everyone, uh, my stress levels started to lower pretty significantly. I started feeling a little bit more energized, a little happier, and you know, of course, my husband was with me 100% through all of this, super supportive. Um, you know, when I did start making some swaps or changes with our food, he happily went along with us. But it really was kind of like magic when my stress levels started to lower and my overall mood started to improve. I stopped feeling like I needed to have a drink every night. In fact, you know, I can go weeks without alcohol and not really seem to miss it. Um, And now when I decide to have a glass of wine or a drink, it's because I want to, not because I feel like I need to. And that's a really, really big difference, like a life changer for me, for sure, Um, especially when I didn't even realize that I was using alcohol as a crutch or using junk food as a crutch. And I think so many of us do it, probably many more um, than what people would even guess, right? And especially with someone who has like the type of body I do, when you are thin, people just assume you're healthy, right? But thin doesn't always equal healthy and the other way around. So, you know, over the last three years, I've made a lot of tiny incremental changes that have added up significantly over time. Uh, Last week, I posted a transformation picture that I never even thought I would have because I didn't really feel like I needed a transformation, right? Like I never felt like I really needed uh, to lose weight or gain muscle or anything, but I felt like I needed to feel better. And that is really what sparked my journey and um, kind of the progress that I've made now. So if you haven't seen that transformation picture and you want to see it, it's on my Instagram and my Facebook. You Feel free to go look at it. But when I looked at it the other day, I'm like, holy cow, but the thing is, it didn't happen overnight, right? Like it was, it's been like three plus years of work, not only on my physical health, like my exercise consistency, um, but my nutrition, 
you know, the the hydration, um, the supplementing with things, with the supplements that I utilize every day, uh, sleep hygiene, you know, mindfulness practice, healing from emotional trauma, like all of this stuff is all working together. And so making, if I would have tried to make a huge, big life-altering change, it wouldn't have worked, right? Like if I tried to change everything overnight, I'd probably still be where I was. But making those small, tiny incremental changes are really what have made the difference. So in about three years, I've gained muscle and I've actually gained weight, but I dropped a pant size. I'm happier and healthier than I was three years ago for sure. My fatigue is much improved, not gone, but improved. My depression is mostly at bay. And I didn't necessarily set out to do those things. I just wanted to feel better. So what I did is I set out to be consistent with one tiny small thing at a time and eventually kind of started adding a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So picking one small thing to change that's doable for you on a daily basis and doing it day after day after day after day, even when it's boring, even when you really don't want to, even when nobody else is doing it with you or maybe even supporting you, but building that daily confidence in yourself, the changes will come just a little bit at a time. Now, you need to be committed for the long run, right? So no one, and I repeat this over and over. No one has ever found success overnight. Like, don't believe like that sh- that sparkle of media, you know, athletes and actors and singers and all of this and that they've become quote unquote overnight successes. That's really not a thing. If you go talk to anyone that you idolize or that has, or the, someone that inspires you, maybe not even idolizes you, but maybe someone you follow, follow on Instagram or whatever, someone that's doing the thing that you wish you could do or that you admire that they're doing, and you ask them if it happened overnight, I guarantee 100% of the time the answer is going to be no. The answer is going to be, I did this, this, and this consistently every single day. It sucked. There were days I didn't want to do it. There were days I was so bored out of my mind. I didn't want to drink the water. I didn't want to eat that food. I didn't want to get to the gym, but I did anyway. And those are the days that really build you. And that's what builds consistency. That's what makes something that's a fad turn into consistent, right? Um, Those small, tiny changes that, yeah, anyone can make a big, big change for a short period of time, but most of the time it's not going to last. It needs to be small, tiny little changes that you can be consistent with, be a little bored with, be a little almost uninspired by, right? Like drinking five ounces of water, five extra ounces of water a day for a couple of weeks, you're not going to see any big changes in that time. You won't. I'll tell you, you won't. But over time, when that five ounces turns to 10, turns to 20, turns to 30, and you're finally getting your hydration goal, but you did it slowly, let your body adjust, um, let your lifestyle adjust to accommodate it, that's when you see the big changes. So it's like putting in that small, tiny work and not seeing changes and sticking with it anyway, because you know in the long run it will pay off, is really what you need to focus on if you're in that place of resetting or restarting, right? So what you need to do is figure out what you're truly willing to commit to, because everybody will say they want something, right? 
if we went and asked anybody, what would you want for your body or for your health? Do you want a stronger body, a healthier body, a more physically fit body, a skinnier body, a fatter body? Like, you know, everybody has something that they want for their body. Um, But the difference is, are you the kind of person that's willing to put in the time to make that change? Because if you're not, I promise you won't get there. You're going to be wanting and shoulding, I should be this, I should be that, I should have done this your whole life. So make it something that you can do, not something that you want to do. It's great to want to lose 20 pounds, but what can you realistically do this week right now? You can't do that, right? <laughs> like outside of like chopping off a limb, you're not going to lose 20 pounds this week, I promise. But you can improve your water intake. You can eat an extra vegetable every single day. So you could get seven more servings of veggies in this week. You can get up 10 minutes earlier so you can take, you know, a 10-minute walk before work. You can pack your lunch instead of buy your lunch, right? So there's these tiny little things that you can do. And those are the things to start with. Not only to start building consistency, but to start building confidence in yourself because you also need to be able to believe in yourself that you can do this, right? And that's where that mindset negative self-talk needs to go away (laughs) is instead of saying, I haven't done it before, I can't do it. That was me with my uh, my morning routine. I can never get up early. You know, I was the person that got up like 15 minutes before they had to leave. Um, The I can't, I won't, I've tried it before. If I could have done it, I would have by now. All of that stuff needs to go out the window. You need to find something that you can do and prove to yourself that you can do it each and every day and then build just a little bit at a time on those small, tiny changes. And eventually they will become big changes. And you'll notice that even when you've hit those big changes, you're still going to want more or different. So this is like a lifestyle. It's a lifetime commitment, right? If you want to make a change in your health or your fitness or your nutrition, this is like a forever, ever, ever kind of thing. (laughs) And that's scary for some people. Tiny changes, one thing at a time with a long-term focus is really where you should be right now if you're wanting to reset. So what I would say is if you are restarting something, getting back on track, um, getting ready to attack a goal again for the second time or the fourth time or the hundredth time, what I say is write the big goal, make sure you know what the big goal is, and then find something really tiny and small you can start doing today and do it for like 30 days or until it becomes like second nature, and then add on to it. Another tiny little small thing you can start doing. Little bits, little bits at a time, and I promise it will pay off if you stick with it for the long, long, long haul that it truly is to live that healthier lifestyle. But healthier equals happier, right? And you'll be better able to enjoy the things that you want to enjoy in life if you start making these small, tiny changes. Thank you so much for listening again. I can't wait to talk with you next week. And until then, if you need to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on my Facebook group or my Facebook podcast page. You can always shoot me an email as well. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. 
It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.